Hello, this is Tim Wassum, and welcome to Episode 9 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm joined by two gentlemen that are practical, efficient, durable, forgiving, and amazingly portable. Mr. Johnny Gamber, Mr. Andy Welfley. Hello. Hey, guys. You can put us in your Hi. pocket. Yep, you can carry you anywhere. <laughs> but you're, We're also very yeah. safe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you cause very little injuries when you're put into a pocket. My crumple zones are, are capped. Are, yeah, <laughs> you are capped. If uh, it just so happens that these adjectives I use to describe my co-hosts also correspond with today's subject, which we are very excited about, uh, is our first episode on the bullet pencil. Woohoo! Yes. So, uh, first of all, how are you guys doing? You doing all right? I'm pretty Fantastic. good. Yeah. First question we want to get out of the way, of course, right off the bat, uh, Johnny. If you'd start us out. Let us know what you were writing with, what you were writing on, and what beverage is in front of you. Well, um, the one I'm writing on is probably going to make you jealous because <laughs> it's a Write Notepads pocket notebook that has Pencil Revolution stamped on the front that I got to deal with 19th century letters. Ooh, wow. So that's what I'm writing on. So pause for drool. Okay. Yeah. Um, my pencil him. is uh, Musgrave My Pal 2020. Like halfway sharpened, and I'm drinking something that we were joke- we were joking about on Twitter, called the Podcaster, which consists <laughs> of Wild Turkey 101, a splash of soda, and some maraschino cherry juice and ice, and it's served in a pint glass. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's close to it. Only have one or two old fashioned. <laughs> um, that they were left over from old fashioned. They had a jar of like juice. Hmm. Gotcha. I'll put this in there. Excellent. Delicious. Well, uh, like Andy, how about you? Dirty cherry soda. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I am very boringly drinking water right now. <laughs> I call this the uh, the early riser. No, I don't know. <laughs> I should be drinking something that will put me to sleep. But I, I call this the hydrator. Yeah, I, I should. Uh, I should have. I should have said I, what I was drinking yesterday, which was uh, what was it? it? Was tequila and a little bit of agave syrup and LaCroix lime sparkling water and uh, a little muddled up um, uh, pineapples. But unfortunately today it is just hydrogen and oxygen together. <laughs> Two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. They are a perfect combination. <laughs> so, uh, and what I'm writing with, um, actually I, uh, I have in front of me both a white gel pen that they sent me from um, uh, jet pens because I, I use this to write on some dark paper. Uh, because I was labeling some of my cigar boxes with these dark labels that I have uh, that I keep pencils in. And then I also have a uh, pencil I just bought at Target uh, called a Yubi, Y-O-O-B-I. And I feel like I heard somebody talking about them not too long ago, maybe on our Erasable uh, Facebook group, uh, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. But I... Uh, yeah, it's 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 three bucks for thirty six of them at, at Target, and they're surprisingly not bad for that price. And I'm writing on this gray uh, paper that's called Mind Paper from a company called X Seventeen, which is German, which I'm eventually will review. Well, I'm surprised that was the only person that has this answer. Maybe I'm just too into this episode, but I'm writing with a bullet pencil. Hmm. Man, <laughs> but it is a, that's the right answer. <laughs> yeah, right. it's a vintage bullet pencil that I got in a. It was actually one of the first interactions I had with you, Andy, which was over Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
before we really knew each other, but I asked you like a million pen, a million questions about bullet pencils, mm. and I mm-hmm. ended up ordering a pack of like six old bullet pencils, and they showed up in a, a box at my PO box. And when I opened it up, it was like a cloud of cigarette smell. Out of it. <laughs> uh, um, Enjoy your bullet pencils. This is my <laughs> this is my favorite one. Just uh, it is really it's a really slender one. It's really long and slender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say it's close to four inches long when it's capped. Uh, and then it has printed on the side the 23rd Psalm in King James English. Hmm. It just looks really cool. It's like a kind of an olive green, faded olive green with this uh, ornate text on it. So it just looks cool. That's cool. And it has a uh, Palomino Golden Bear on the inside. Cool. So that's what I'm writing with. And I'm writing in a field notes, which it's my my podcast, my dedicated podcast field notes, which is the red blooded edition. Ooh, very nice. apt. Yes, I actually wrote with a bullet pencil five pages in my word notebook today. I was taking notes kind of in the field. Sure. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so I was using bullet pencils. <laughs> Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> and I am drinking a Sierra Nevada pale ale which is kind of my standard and the gas uh, station down the street from my house dangerously started selling tall boys of it recently <laughs> you know <laughs> i love sierra nevada but i can no longer drink it uh, i had a problem with it once and i can't oh, handle the sorry. taste anymore <laughs> i hope it never happens to me because i love it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah moderation full sir of, moderation full of ink yeah. <laughs> all right well let's get right into our fresh points for the week and we will start with Comrade Johnny. Awesome. Um, on our Facebook group, was it this weekend, somebody mentioned the Neon Wopex, which sort of made me like spit coffee out of my nose and jump up and down a little, <laughs> spit take. A little bit. And I have to admit I ordered seven <laughs> dozen of them immediately. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Um, Gunther well, no. from Lexi Calliker sent me some of the European ones, and I know Matthias likes them. So I was like, i got to get them for them. And my daughter wanted some, and I put some away for Henry, so I think I get like one dozen. I hope. <laughs> I'll have to order some more. Well, they're what, $2? But, uh, it's so cheap. So, yeah, and Staples gives you free delivery if you spend 20 bucks. but if you ordered seven packs, it was 21 but you got a discount down to 14 but they still gave you free shipping. Mm. What was the discount? Hey, they're not here yet. But uh, if they're the same color as the European ones, they're so pretty. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm thinking I about getting... Ink of purple, it's cool. I'm thinking about getting a few dozen and then adding some of those Ampad gold fiber notebooks to it to kind of bring it up in price a little bit because those are my favorite notepads to write on at work. They have a little bit of tooth on them, don't they? They do. They do. And it's good for the book decks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're they're great to write on, and uh, they, as far as I can tell, only sell them at Staples and and, uh, Amazon. So, Hmm. yeah. Now, is there a minimum if you have it shipped to a store? Um, I have no idea. I didn't have the patience for that. <laughs> I have to go look. <laughs> I need to come to my house. Yeah, this week. <laughs> but uh, it, I ordered them this weekend, and they haven't shipped yet, so I don't know when they're coming. Hmm. Since before Fourth of July, I'm happy. I don't know why that's the cutoff, but that's the cutoff to Staples. Better be here. <laughs> this is America. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you guys are also fans of uh, soft lead. Usually, but usually lately, yeah. I've I'm finding a lot of pleasure in. Um, like harder German HB leads. And even I just picked up some F Staedtlers today after Matthias's recommendations. 
I don't know why. It's just they feel really good. They feel really good at the shelter wood. And um, I don't know if you guys do morning pages, but they're really good for morning pages because you don't have to stop and sharpen your pencil, and they don't smear. Yeah, but you never, know, if, you're, if you have bad eyesight, they're hard to read. Sorry. I would say I've never used a pencil consistently that's harder than HB, really. Um, yeah, so some of the German uh, ones are still nice and smooth. <clears> yeah, which I that, uh, that hardness. You sent me that uh, Norris the. Yeah. Norris, which I just used, and so I think I just experienced what you're talking about. Um, but I, I just never, never got into it. But w- the one thing I thought of when I tried out the Norris, because I, I noticed that it was harder, it's like, well, a pencil like this would be perfect for a bullet pencil because you would have you wouldn't have to sharpen it as often. Maybe I should even mm-hmm. go as far as using like a, yeah, like an F or something. Hmm. <laughs> Plus, those um, those colors would look pretty cool coming out of a vintage pencil barrel that's true yeah that is true it, was, it would really clash in a really like john waters kind of way like that <laughs> more. but uh for our listeners if you're usually a soft pencil fan it's kind of fun to go german <laughs> <laughs> you get some different kinds of hp every once in a while i actually picked up um uh the faber castell castell 9000 jumbo today in hb going to be a fun experience. It weighs like three pounds. <laughs> Where did you get it? Three dollars. <laughs> oh, I got it at uh, Utrecht. I love okay. Utrecht. Man. I didn't pay three dollars. They have a discount card there now. Score. Show off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that a lot in this episode, I think. So jealous. <laughs> I, I wish I had a Utrecht. Yeah. yeah. Or a Blick we or something have, like uh, that. a very small Utrecht, and now they've changed the sign to say Dick Blick, which is cheating because it's very small. Yeah. I love a, a giant one. They're so fun. It's been an hour in there. Spend five bucks. You love a, you love a giant dick blick. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, good. Satisfying. And uh, <laughs> another thing that just came through today was questions over what constitutes a U.S. made pencil, because uh, Brian from Field Notes and I talked, I guess, about a year and a half ago, about whether or not that pencil was still made in the USA if the slats were made in China, because. I think most of the manufacturers that buy cedar buy them from Cal Cedar, and the logs are sent to China, made into slats, and then sent back over here. Well, and, but, uh, and the incense cedar is grown here. And yeah. then once the slats are slatted, is it shipped back here to like be rounded and, and wood clinched? Yeah. Okay. So my, my favorite American pencil company, Generals, their slats are made in China. But the pencils are made here. Yeah. So I mean, there. I don't know where the aluminum and the ferrule came from. That yeah. didn't necessarily come from the United States. I guess or the rubber. I guess that's a, a really hard call because, like, I would like to think that most, since most of it is made here, you can call it American pencil, but it still has the same carbon footprint as if you were, you know, if it was made overseas and shipped here. Yeah, because yeah. it's shipped and then it's shipped true. back. But Even the, the graphite in a lot of General's pencils comes from well, Sri Lanka. They keep call it, they still call it Ceylon. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's already imported, so I mean, I'm comfortable calling them an American-made pencil. Mm-hmm. But I confirmed with Field Notes today that they're they're still made in America, just the slats aren't. Yeah, but I think they're ner- they're nervous about saying USA made because I know uh, Brian had mentioned once they want they even use like American staples because they're like really serious about this. Yeah, well, I know Drapolin is I super super serious. serious about it. But so there, there's not going to be like a mysterious dis- decline in quality. Yeah, or anything like that. They're still beautiful and fragrant and round. Do we know where where they're made, or are they keeping that close to their chest? 
Um, all I know is not generals and not Musgrave. Okay. At first, uh, a few people postulated maybe generals because they sort of have the same or a similar feel to the um, the Cedar Point, but no dice. So it's, a, it's still a mystery. Yeah. I'd like uh, to know where because I want to go visit and steal all the field boats pencils. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's the same place that does their carpenter pencils or mm-hmm. if they're just painted somewhere else because those are pretty nice for carpenter pencils. Yeah. Wonder if we can I have a collection of all of them. I'm very happy about. Wonder if we can, you know, like waterboard some kudal people until they talk. <laughs> yeah, that's a good sensible solution. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the bullet pencil episode. We can lapse into a little bit of violence. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs> awesome. The the um, another or my last fresh point is about a radio show that was on. I think last week or two weeks ago in on WN, WNPR, which is a Connecticut public radio station. Mm-hmm. And um, they were talking about pencils and they had as a guest, Henry Petrosky, who we know wrote, literally wrote the book on pencils. Um, Kristen Barrett or Bray, who is the marketing director of pencil, general pencil company mm-hmm. and David Reese, who was like probably a hero for all of us. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Petrosky and Mr. Reese talked on the air and it was like, this is what happens when worlds collide. It was great. That's cool. I, I listened to it like three times. <laughs> I need to. You have to put that link, and I'd like to. Yeah. Get that link. Yeah, it's in the show it. notes, and they still have up the the link for you to be able to listen to it. Mm-hmm. I met Kristen. Really She's cool. really cool. Pencils and why pencils are awesome, and why you should always use pencils, and why people that use pens are actually evil, and they're all going to hell. Dorks. It's like that. It was really yeah. cool. <laughs> sounds very. <laughs> sounds delightful. Yeah. Is it? Uh, how long is it? Uh, it's less than an hour, more than a half hour, I think. Oh. Something like that. Here, 49 minutes. I was minutes. it was going to be like two minutes or something. No, yeah. no. It was satisfyingly long. It was oh, very that good. Sounds great. I met Kristen when I was in, out in the, the coast one time. She was, she's very cool. I had breakfast with her and Charles Berlzheimer. Is she the one that's doing their uh, social media stuff lately? Um, you know, back... Back then, there was they were doing zero social media, like in 2011. Yeah, um, nice and they've got an Instagram account. I know, awesome. yeah. I, I, I think it's either her or there's somebody named Katie who works there, too. Um, I think Katie is one of the... Oh, I can't remember the family's name but from General Pencil, but I think she's one of them. Um, so, yeah, I, I, think it, I think it's her or led up by her. Cool. Yeah. This is their 120th anniversary, which is very exciting. Wow, that's really cool. Should celebrate by making an erasable pencil. They should. They should. I think our specifications. I think. I think you could argue that all of their pencils are erasable, (laughs) except some of the indelible ones. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Well played. (laughs) Maybe they'll make one with a clip just for us. That'd be cool. (laughs) Include a cap. Yes. We should have one of them on the show sometime. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's that's all I have. Cool. I don't know who wants to go next. I can, <laughs> I can go. Um, so first thing I was going to mention is uh, we started a Facebook group. And Ooh. it is so much fun. This is, is like, awesome. like, like one of my favorite things like in the morning is to go and just see what people have posted on there. So <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, we, I, we kind of got the inspiration from um, uh, the Field Nuts Facebook group, which I think we've all mentioned before is one of our mm-hmm. kind of favorite things. And, and yeah, we, we're up to uh, 63 members in our erasable group. Um, 
it is, uh, if you want to go and, and become a member, um, I can tell you that it is on Facebook, so you are giving them all of your information and you are taking part in whatever social experiment they're running. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if you want to, if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash erasable, um, you can uh, request to join there. And it's a request for an invite be- just because, well, A, to make it seem more exclusive, that we'll let you in regardless. <laughs> but um, but B, just because it's it's private so other people can't just like kind of hone in on what we're talking about. It's a safe space to talk about your pencil questions. Yeah, it's, it's but, so that if you post something, it's not going to show up on your timeline. Yeah, like, yep. but yeah, we've had some great photos so far. We've had some great kind of like post post-podcast discussion things like that even like people sharing some pretty great stories absolutely like what they're what's going on and what pencils are using and they're going on trips and yeah put, posting pictures of their field notes to show how they use them and yeah uh, oh and by the way make sure that you put groups into that address yes yep because uh, if you don't you get some like 15 year old kid <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get him we'll get him <laughs> just make sure facebook.com slash groups slash erasable and then request to join and we will think about it for about a split second and then allow you in and, so. and thank you Johnny for uh, inviting to my father oh <laughs> somebody named Rick Welfley asked to join and I, I, I guess I didn't see it in time and it said added by Johnny and I was like thanks no <laughs> no I'm not saying anything there I wouldn't say to my, my, my dad's face <laughs> All right. So uh, I also, uh, this week, um, I wrote a guest post on The Cramped, which we've talked about before. And that's that uh, that blog by uh, Patrick Roan from the Minimal Mac, who started kind of an analog analog blog. And it was just kind of my usual um, apologetics for why you should use pencils instead of pens, or just why you should use pencils in general. It's a great a, post, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it was a lot of fun to write, and I, I borrowed from our first episode and also from a post I wrote on a fountain pen blog, but it was a lot of fun to write for. And yeah, Patrick's a great editor and I uh, had some interesting discussions resulting from that. So check that out. The link is in show notes. And by the way, if you want to see show notes or listen to this episode on the website, go to erasable.us slash nine. And that will be uh, the ninth episode. Um, so I think I talked about this before, but uh, July is going to be paper month on Woodclinched. Um, I just have a whole bunch of paper samples that I need to need to sit down and review. Um, so I'm going to do that. My the first post that's going up tomorrow, or if you're listening to this on Tuesday the first today, um, and it's going to be for the Gallery Leather Aporto Aporto Journal, which is great. And uh, somebody stole my thunder, and uh, <laughs> that would be. I, I think I think we're we must all be on the same review circuit, but. Uh, Tim, did you get a an email from the gallery leather guy? I didn't. Okay. Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no, I I didn't. No. I wonder how he read. Okay. I'm not I'm not a big time blogger like you guys. Well, just I'm riding f- some coattails. <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> well, uh, it's it's funny that we we must have picked out the same the same thing, Johnny. Uh, mine is orange and yours is that cream color, but. Uh, yeah, that appealed to me right away. So, and what's interesting is you arrived at some different conclusions than I did. So that'll be fun to see. Oh, good. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with mine because I don't use leather notebooks. Yeah, I, I wondered about like that. Like, well, before I did that, I was thinking about when I was writing about how nice the leather was. I was like, yeah, Johnny's not a a leather guy, but I saw that you got that. I was scandalized. It's like it smells good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, 
I hate that it smells good. (laughs) I I definitely, I have a past with galley leather. I used to, before I used my iPhone as my calendar, I um, had all sorts of like cool gallery leather planners. They had the kind of the best one you could, I could find. And I had this whole like kind of painstaking ritual when it came to picking one out every year. So I talk about that in the, the post a little bit. We have links to both Johnny's and my reviews in show notes. Um, we, uh, I also got an interesting product, which will definitely be part of my review. Um, a listener from Germany. Um, what is his name? It is uh, Thorsten von Plotho Kethler. Something like that. I'm super, super butchering it, I'm sure. Um, but it's, it's from a company called X17. And as a, it's a little, um, it's something called the sloop S L O O P. And it's an alligator clip that has a, um, like a leather strap around it. And you put it on the outside of your, um, of your notebook. And the stra- the leather strap is just a little bit longer than the, the alligator clip. And you can slip a pencil in there. And then when you kind of pinch, you pinch this, the, clip out you can slip the pencil in and then it kind of tightens a little bit tightens the pencil in there when you when you release the tension and it came with this very strange little notebook that i am kind of digging uh that has something called mind paper in it which is just like little loose leaf a7 uh like heavy note cards and they are in a like a medium gray color so you can hence why i was writing with that uh, white gel pen uh, you can write with a pencil on it, and they show up just fine. But they really, really sh- it stands out if you use that that white pencil or white gel pen. So I I'm not quite sure what one does with this yet, but I'll be playing around with it to see if I can figure that out. So this is a pretty funny thing just happened as right in the last like ten seconds as you're talking about that. Uh-huh. I was checking something on the computer and saw that an email had popped up on my writing arsenal email address. And it's from someone named Thorsten. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Weird. And then I open it up and it says, greetings, dear. Comma. I apologize if my message do not suit your current status. My name is Thorsten Haas. And it is a total scam. I write to uh, seek your indulgence and assistance in transferring this fund to your country through legal means. As rep- <laughs> you know, <laughs> so in, t- in order to get this notebook, I had to like give him my bank account number. Yeah. So, five, $5 million. Yeah. Plus, I think it's, I think it's legit. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I promised to give. Did he promise to give you thirty percent of the total amount? He did of the notebook. Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> no, this guy. He this guy's a real life guy. Respond, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this guy is. Um, oh, I I, re- I really love his um, his Twitter name. It's uh, three underscore five x five underscore five. So it's like three by three and a half by five and a half is his Twitter name. Nice. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. But that's that's funny. He just, we. We have our own Thorstens. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> My yours gave you that. Mine's gonna give me like, yours, yours one, gonna... like a million and a half dollars or something like that. It's so. <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I also we could probably save this for another day, but um, I, I had a, somebody send me a, a Nano Dia, um, those Mitsubishi pens that have like whatever like gimmicky diamond stuff in the lead or whatever have you guys used these you can get them on jet pens i have not no they're um i'll put a link in show notes to um to the jet pens they look fun uh, product page yeah um it's a nano dia and it allegedly has 
little pieces of like diamond dust or something kind of embedded into the graphite to uh, make it harder yet be blacker. This is a 2B and it's super black, but it's like maybe a little bit harder than another 2B, but it's, it's yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's cool looking. Oh, those are cool looking. Yeah. I'll have to do a review, but I think, oh man, I just read one not too long ago. Somebody reviewed it. I'll have to check that out. Um, last but not it posted, least, it was posted on our Facebook group. That's right. That's right. That's cool. I don't know how to link to a Facebook group post. Well, obviously I can't because it's it's private. So never mind. It's all secret, baby. It's super <laughs> secret. Yeah. Uh, what next? Oh yeah. So the last thing I was going to mention before we we get off to to uh, Tim's fresh points is um, I have a new secret source of. Um, old pencils and it's it's i guess it's not so much a secret because i'm going to tell you about her now but um a friend of my mother's uh is a realtor and she does estate sales and i was talking to her not too long ago and we were talking about pencils as inevitably comes up and she goes you know you know whenever we go through somebody's drawer like a a little lady who lived in the house for 50 years and there's some pencils usually we just throw those away because they don't have any monetary value just like no, so she saved a whole bunch for me, and uh, brought brought them brought them over, and they're super cool. There's, I have a box of um, of General Pencil Company pencils called Mercedes pencils, wow. and I'm going to do a whole post on these. I, I I don't really know how old they are. Um, brand name pencils doesn't have a year on it, but so I have um, I have these really cool Mercedes pencils, and I also have um, a a box of a dozen. Eberhard Faber Mongol pencils um, from man, this thing has got to be from the fifties or sixties or even like the forties. I have to figure this out, but what's interesting about them are they are uh, custom engraved. It's from the general millwork supply company in Binghamton, wherever the heck. What number are they? Um, They are. Actually, I don't know. It does not say. Oh, it just says Mongol. Yeah, well, it doesn't even say that they they come they came in a Mongol box, so I guess maybe oh, I shouldn't gotcha. assume they're Mongol, but they look like they could be, and they're in really rough shape. Like the, uh, I'll send some to you guys, but they're like the paint is kind of gross and like maybe it's been a little bit wet. Mm. Um, but I guess they're probably not that old. When did they start doing the uh, seven the ten digit phone numbers? Was that probably like the sixties or the seventies? Oh goodness, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, they're. Um, I guess they have ten-digit phone numbers on there. So whenever that was, that happened, it's from then. But they, yeah, they're really cool looking, and they would be the worst thing ever to write with because they're just kind of banged up. But they're they're neat. But then and then she included like some oval bull, uh, carpenter pencils, like ovular ones. Uh, and then uh, she she brought this really ghastly but so much fun turtle pencil holder <laughs> which i think i <laughs> think's uh, fantastic yeah i'll put a i'll post a picture in the show notes but uh it's like it i think that mo- somewhere mike dudek is crying right now <laughs> it's sort of because <laughs> this is what i'm using as a pencil holder it's sort of nightmare inducing <laughs> like if you look at it too long you know, uh-huh. look him in the if you look him in the eyes it's not like Mike, if you, if you if you send me one of your fancy pencil holders, I will send you this turtle. <laughs> it's totally not worth it, but um, yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun. 
Uh, so right now I have a bunch of uh, just pencils sticking out of it. It looks like somebody just stabbed this poor turtle. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's a really morbid look. It's like, like, it's like kill me, kill me. It's like making one of a human head. Yeah. Just sticking, <laughs> sticking pencils the up his nose. And the eyes and the top of the head. <laughs> so that, that's, that is my, uh, that's my fresh notes. How about you, Tim? Uh, I've got, I just got a couple or just a few. First off, I've got I got some really great emails this week from some listeners slash Facebook group members. That um, was really really nice because they just writing just to relate about pencils and about my interest. And they also uh, some people have offered to send me some really neat stuff. See, you're just, a big time blogger. No, yeah, whatever. See, I, it's because I'm on this with you guys. <laughs> that's why an illusion. <laughs> uh, but what? Uh, I got emails, several emails, especially the ones I wanted to point out was John and Hans, who Hans we talked about last week. Dr. Hans? Uh, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he is, he was telling me an email that he, he uses a small piece of brass tubing and he actually would like cut it and then he has a cork fitted to it and he uses that to carry a pencil in his pocket. That's cool. Uh, which is pretty cool. Wow. So it's just kind of like makes it himself, but he's, so he had offered to send me one of those and then uh, John he actually wrote to me to say, I'm also a huge John Steinbeck fan, which that was first off. I, if that would have been the whole email, I would have been like, oh, that's really cool that he you know, kind of wanted to mention that and uh, talk about it. But then he went on to told the story. He said, I'm also a fan of John Steinbeck. In the early 90s, I was curious about the Mongols written about in Journal of a Novel, which is the book that I, re- I mentioned in the last issue or mm-hmm. last episode. He said they were not sold in stationery stores for some reason, but back then they could order them. Uh, I was put in touch with the Faber-Castell rep, and he sent me a bunch uh, gratis. I'll send you some, as I have more than I will use, round and hex. Uh, and he said that for some reason the hex says Eberhard Faber, and the round ones say Faber-Castell, hmm. which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, so that was just really, really cool to hear from him and know that we share this interest in John Steinbeck, and then he's... Uh, really just doing an awesome thing by letting me try this because I, I had mentioned on the podcast that I couldn't find those pencils. And I really just wanted to try out you know one or two just to be in mm-hmm. solidarity with Mr. Steinbeck. That's cool. Um, yeah. I also got a, a new pencil this week thanks to a gift card allowed me to get these. Uh, I got a dozen Mitsubishi Hayuni pencils. The first time I've ever written with them, held them, used them. I ordered a pack of HB, and as tends to happen with these higher-end pencils, with certain ones, I just totally was smitten with it and fell in love with it, and I've been using it all week, and just like, I remember Johnny's post when he reviewed them, because I'd read that a long time ago, he had mentioned how fragrant they were and how uh, how amazing they smelled, and I <laughs> sent Johnny a text and said, hey, I got some high unis, they just came in, and then the first thing you said... <laughs> was and fragrant they're fragrant uh, it's so true these pencils if i if i sharpened all 12 of them and sat them on my desk my whole office would probably smell like cedar which now that i say that i'm gonna do it as soon as this episode's over because i want to smell that um <laughs> uh, there's an amazing pencil makes me want to get more makes me want to try some different grades um these are I the do, 28 dollars a dozen ones that you can get on japan yes well yes yeah i got mine on amazon hmm. Because uh, that was what my gift card was for, and they're a little cheaper uh, on Amazon. But they don't have as many grades. Uh, JetPens has a lot more options, which is 
because um, I had almost ordered single ones from there for a while, and I probably will for some of those other grades, but I got mine on Amazon. Uh, but one thing sort of reminded me, because I couldn't help compare it to some of the other pencils I use that don't have ferrules or erasers, especially the drawing-type pencils, and as much as I love how it writes, I, I think I tend to have a little trouble writing with pencils that don't have the eraser. I don't know if it's a weight thing or something. I, this I, is a t- I definitely yeah. have that. I, I definitely think it's it feels a lot lighter weight and not quite as balanced just okay. because I'm I'm used to writing with the with erasered pencils. Yeah, so so this is a total nitpicky thing and I'm still gonna use these all the time and I still love it. Uh, but the like the mono, mono one hundred, the high uni, even the palomino, I've got some palomino bees that don't have the eraser on the end. I love them to death. And I'll use them all the time, but I, there's just something that I don't pick them up as quickly as I'll pick up a 602, uh, you know, just cause something just feels, yeah, it, I'm, I'm all about the, the weight of it. And if it just feels off, then I tend not to grab it as quickly. And honestly, but, doesn't that erase in the end just kind of make it a little bit more friendly and approachable? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, you want to like take it out for a drink and yeah. just chat with show it. it a good, <laughs> show it a good time. <laughs> so that I'm excited about that will be one of my next uh, reviews which I'm kind of getting back on the on a roll with posting and reviewing and I just posted a review of the Monteverde One Touch tool which both of you I know have and have also posted reviews uh, mm-hmm. of this pencil and I had real I had a good time writing that and that was a sent to me and uh, all of us by Pen Chalet which is a great site and is really generous of them and really can't thank them enough for sending this pencil because it was just really, really nice. And I can't remember, I, I should have talked to you about this before we started recording, but I can't remember how much you all talked about it on the show or if you were waiting. I didn't know how much you had said, but... Um, we I talked about it maybe a tiny bit. I, I yeah. think maybe, yeah, we were kind of waiting until we all, we all discussed mm-hmm. it. I haven't read your oh, review yeah. yet, but... And that's right. Yeah, because I remember talking about what we had used some of the other features for. And yeah, uh, one other thing that I thought of, uh, we had t- I think I mentioned on the show. Now that I think about it, that I fixed my screen door <laughs> using the yeah. screwdriver on the end of it. <laughs> uh-huh. One one other thing that this is awesome for is changing the blades on sharpeners. It's the perfect size. It's ironic uh, because you can't you don't use the pencil with the sharpener. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I have my little coom wedge in front of me, and I'm doing that right now. And it yeah yeah it works it works great for that. Yeah, um, but I I really love this thing as far as mechanical pencils go. And one thing I really like about it, and I read about this in the review, is that it's kind of heavy, mm-hmm. which you, you both know. It's yeah. a heavy pencil. I, I haven't read either of yours yet because I was waiting until I finished mine. So I'll, I'll read those. And you might have written about this, but it's heavy. So when you pick it up, it's kind of off-putting initially, but then you realize that it's actually perfect. At least it was for me because I was tempted to go out and buy B or 2B lead to put in it. It, it but, definitely feels like a piece of hardware. Yeah. But so the one great thing is that I stuck, you know, I stuck with HB and because of that weight, yeah, it feels just, a t- it feels like a tool, something you have in your toolbox. Uh, you don't actually have to do a lot of the pressing down. Mm-hmm. And so an HB mm-hmm. ends up writing a nice dark line and you don't, you're not wearing out on your wrist because you have to push down. The weight kind of works with you. It's almost like a fountain pen where you just kind of hold on and right, which is really nice. And it has the really sharp hexagonal shape that you can rotate. Uh, so I just, yeah, I really like it. And I've been keeping it in my, my brass town, not co brass town, which we should make a shout out to our friends over at not co 
uh, yeah. Brad and Jeff opening their store, their web store. Absolutely. Um, it, it's a huge accomplishment. Really, yeah, and they're really amazing products. I couldn't be happier with ours. My my wife uses, uh, uh, now I'm going to, of course, I'm going to forget the name, but the one that has the three three pin holster on the left and then it holds the field. High tower. Right. High tower. So yeah. she uses the high tower and I use the brass town and it is insane how much stuff I fit into that brass town. I love my, uh, bra- my high tower. Yeah. Yeah. My brass town, I carry it everywhere I go in my bag and I, I can fit right now. I have, I think like 12. Yeah. It's like 11 or 12 pencils <laughs> in the base of it with a sharpener and a long Pentel click eraser and some extra caps and stuff. And then in the actual rollout, I have, I think, nine pens, because some of them, the skinnier pens, you can both, you can fit in next to each other. Uh, it's just unbelievable how much stuff I can fit into that, and then it rolls up so nicely, and it slides right into my bag. It's just incredible. So everybody should go check out notco.com and see their some of their new products, which are really, really neat and really tempting. I, wanna, I, want, I really want to get one of the uh, fodder stack. Yeah, they're new uh, to hold their dot dash note cards. They're selling so it holds note cards. Then it has a sheath for you know uh, you can probably fit a couple pencils in there, or a pen. Uh, that's the, the next thing I'm going for. They've really done it upright. Like they have that you know that special kind of knock partnership with with um, the Clicky Post with Mike Dudex. Oh yeah, uh, that really thing cool thing. Great. Yeah, that thing is yeah. super. To hold those idea cards. The idea doc. Yeah, I need to. We should. We we need. I don't know why we haven't had Brad on the show yet. Um, we need to have him come on and maybe explain some of how this is how this works. Yeah, he uh, he let out a little feel of how much he's loving on pencils on the last episode. Yeah. Or maybe it was a couple episodes ago where he just said that he's totally on board. It was really it made me happy with Woodcase pencils. Absolutely. But uh, that's it for my fresh points. Okay. And I was thinking, I think before we get into our topic today, which is bullet pencils, we'll quickly go through and give the winners to our giveaway our word notebooks well and actually before we do this i had a uh, oh no problem i we we had a question that came in actually just this morning um on twitter and i figured i I was kind of starting to answer it and i was like you know what why don't we discuss this on the show so um we had a guy named brandon um at u-v-a-w-a-h-o-o uva wahoo one uva wahoo uva wahoo like University of Virginia, I think. Oh. I think, I think that's right. But okay, I, I okay. Could, I could be totally wrong though because I'm not really like. I'd uh, I'd go with that. I'm a college sports guy. <laughs> I'd go with that. So he asks. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm correct. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I looked it up. He asked uh, a general pencil question. Any advice for preventing graphite transfer uh, between pages when writing in a notebook? I find that I never use pencils in notebooks because it ends up a mess. And uh, I asked him kind of what he generally uses to write in, and he says he usually uses a Blackwing 602 or the Musgrave test scoring pencil. And he wants to be clear and say that when he, um, when he writes on a page of notebook, he, he flips the page over to write on the other side and it transfers, you know, some graphite from the opposite page. So there's a lot of, uh, quote unquote, crosstalk on finished pages, which I think is a really good way to describe that. Um, so yeah, I, I really couldn't think of a super good answer, um, but Johnny, I know you said you had a, a solution for this. I was actually I yeah. I asked the same question of you guys earlier this week, didn't I? I was asking you about Rodia, about how like I oh was yeah some, yeah yeah some trouble with that. So I've kind of I'm I'm eager to hear Johnny's answer too because I I've had some of the same issues. Yeah. At times. Well, it's 
it's not an elegant solution, but it works really well. I have some um, Maryland uh, bicycle maps. They're you know basically like a road map, same type of paper. So I'm really crazy about this in my field notes because there's something about their paper that smears like crazy. Or I'm I call it ghosting, but I think that means something else with ink. Um, but uh, I cut a piece of the map to fit exactly into the page, and then just kind of stick that in there. And I used to use a piece of notebook paper, and every time I had field notes, it would be disgusting. I'd kind of put it in the recycle bin. But I've been using the same piece of a map for like ten months, hmm. and it's you know a new field notes every week or ten days, and it's working really really well. And uh, I don't know what's in their paper, but it prevents the transfer. You just have to flip it. Um, between the two pages that you're using whenever you use it. But in something like a field notes that doesn't have a bookmark, it sort of helps out with uh, that lost feature. I would, a really cool so, idea. I would love to see a yeah, picture of that, Johnny. Yeah, my wife actually saw it recently. She's like, where'd you get that piece of a map? I'm like, I cut it. I made it. You're a man. Made it myself. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would love to see a picture of that because I bet it looks super cool. Yeah, it took a long time to cut it like, perfectly mm-hmm. because if it's off it slides and it makes me crazy but it's getting a little worn out i might need to make a new one if i do i'll make you guys one so That's this fun. is this is only semi-related but i finished a box of blackwing 602s hmm. this week and i had a similar experience with cutting that i cut i made the best bookmark ever out of the front of a box of 602s and I, oh cool which t- took me forever to cut it because i had to have it of course just like perfectly square and <laughs> it's like all anal about that but made a killer bookmark hmm. but i like that was a total change of subject but i really like that idea and i'm probably going to steal it i got some old indiana maps that i never use anymore so i can <laughs> oh indiana hey, they look cool sticking out of a notebook <laughs> oh indiana yeah. yeah be sure be sure to uh make one to center fort wayne on one and you can you can use that to <laughs> yeah. blot to your heart's oh. content yeah, I'll get I'll I'll have it spanned from Munster, Indiana to <laughs> Fort Wayne. I'm a little little bit pissed at Indiana right now, so <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We uh well we won't go into politics on the yeah, show, but a they, different we, podcast. <laughs> yeah. We got same sex marriage in Indiana and they just ripped it ripped it away in two di- two days. So that's as as far as I'll say right now <laughs> about good old Indiana. Okay. <laughs> um should we talk about giveaway winners? That sounds great. Woohoo. All right. Uh, so we have five winners, and each winner is going to get a three pack of Word notebooks, which I am still totally digging mine. I don't know about you guys, but oh, yeah. I love, love it. I'm loving mine a lot. Um, it's, a, it's a really nice, it's, it's just really nice for pencils. I mean, we should talk about this before, but like Johnny said, that it's, it's not as smooth as field notes paper so you get a little more uh, with that texture it just really holds on to the graphite really well i really really loving it but we had five winners we picked at random from all of our entries into ender you had to give us some story about your uh, pencil hero because that was what we talked about in the last episode and our first winner uh, is brody mcdonald brody mcdonald uh, his comment he said that steven sondheim was his pencil heroes and i'm pretty sure he's one of the uh blackwing 602 uh, people like original 602 users who's become really uh well known he's he's actually wrote about it in some i don't know it was an autobiography or something like that but he said something like that yeah that they were good and he actually mentioned the new one too which was Mm -hmm. interesting he said there's a new one coming out or that's out and 
Actually, when I worked there, he really like it. he ordered some on the website, and we we sent it to him along with a nice little note. So, oh, that's good. That's I, awesome. uh, so I have Stephen Sondheim's address. No, I don't. I don't have access to that anymore. <laughs> I actually was Sorry. going to mention let's him as him. yeah. Let's do let's show up. I was actually uh, going to mention him as my um, the second time we did Pencil Heroes as my Pencil Heroes. So, oh yes, yeah. so, well, you, uh, you can like dang it, Brody, you stole my guy. Yeah, you no, can it's still right. still use it and talk about him. Yeah, tell absolutely. Us, tell us something about him. Yeah. So. Impressive dude. Our second winner is Liz R. And her, uh, st- uh, she told a story. goes like this. My pencil hero is my first grade teacher, Mrs. Crawford. She taught me the value of good handwriting and legible printing. She presented us with brand new yellow pencils with perfect little erasers at the top. She showed us how to hold the pencil and how to gently move the pencil tip across the paper so as not to tear it. I was so proud to be important enough and old enough to be given a brand new pencil. <laughs> I was sad when I saw how the lead wore down. But then Mrs. Crawford introduced me to the pencil sharpener, the kind that was hand-cranked and bolted to the wall. It was like magic. Okay, so I'm getting a little corny, but I was a six-year-old newly introduced to pencils, all caps, pencils. So that was an <laughs> awesome, awesome response. That's a great story. No bearing on her winning, we promise, but a really good entry, and she is our second winner. Uh, our third winner is Bernadine, which I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I believe I am, but, uh, and Brandine wrote, my pencil hero would be my grandpa. He always used a mechanical drafting pencil. I don't remember the brand. He used to, he used to use one of his in elementary school, or I, sorry, I used to use one of his in elementary school, then stopped using pencils and didn't really get into brands until I started listening to the pen addict and your podcast. Woot woot. Yeah. There, there awesome. was actually a lot of entries where, uh, the grandfather was kind of the pencil hero. Which I think is really interesting. I, I bet it ha- there's a lot of like drafting pencils and carpenter pencils and bullet pencils and things like that in there. And Bernadine has actually given me an aha moment that my my grandfather <laughs> my grandfather worked for American Steel in hmm. Chicago, and I remember all, him always having really uh, fancy drafting pencils that I was always really wanting to play with, but I never got to. And That's I don't cool. know what happened to him, so I need to call him up after the show and find out where those went. But yeah. All right, our fourth winner is Rachel. <coughs> and Rachel said, you guys are my pencil heroes. Aww. And I, I actually that was, I actually responded yeah. to her on the in the comment <laughs> thread, and I was like, aw, shucks, and posted a little <laughs> gif. And I swear that her answer had no bearing on her winning. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Same here. And uh, very flattering. <laughs> very, very happy. But it's good to be a hero. Feels good to be a hero. I guess. <laughs> We're the hero that this podcast deserves. Or yeah, no needs, but which, doesn't deserve. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what you know. We were expecting all of you to say, yeah, in your entry. But yeah, good job, whatever. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and our last winner, winner number five, is Jim Wiley. Uh, he said, "My grandfather, another grandfather, David L. Batson, who uh, lost his small town newspaper in the Depression and re- uh, remained at the paper as a writer, printer, linotype operator, and jack of all trades for the remainder of his working life. As a small boy on visits, Grandpa would re- reach into the Buffet in the dining room whenever I was bored and retrieved pens, pencils, paper, and pads, mostly that he made up himself, and set me to writing and drawing, which is a really cool little uh, vignette about his grandfather. Uh, so again, if you are Brody McDonald, Liz R., Bernadine, Rachel, or Jim Wiley, if those were your entries and you were picked to win, please get in touch with us via our website at erasable.us, or if you follow us on Twitter, you can get in touch with us that way, but we need to have your uh, your address so that we can send you your Word notebooks. 
and we'll we'll reach out. We have email addresses from the comments from oh, everybody. Okay. So yeah, we can. And Johnny, do you have the Word notebooks, or are they sending them from uh, Word? Uh, I have them in my dining room. Okay. And I have envelopes, and I live a block from the post office, so they're coming Sweet. soon. Cool. All right. Well, let's get to our main topic. We're we've been uh, talking for a while already. This is <laughs> yeah. Got a lot a lot to talk about still. Uh, this week we are talking about bullet pencils, which I'm really personally surprised that we made it this far without talking about them very much. Um, I figured they would have been an early topic, uh, but I'm really happy to be talking about them because I personally don't know a whole lot about them. I have some, I use them, but I'd like to know more and, and I'd like to just talk about them. Uh, so first thing we're going to talk about is we want to talk about kind of the roots of bullet pencilry as it's put in our show notes, uh, the roots of bullet pen- pencilry, where they come from, uh, where they were most commonly found. Uh, and Andy, you want to get us started on this? Absolutely. Cause you're kind of our, I, I feel like you're our resident expert. In well, I, um, I, I actually wrote a, um, a post in September of 2013, something like that. Um, and I, I had, sort of been given a gifted a bunch of bullet pencils from a friend of mine whose uh, grandparents uh, died and they were cleaning out the farmhouse where they, where they lived in Illinois. And she just gave me a bunch of these really cool pencils. And I I've known about them for, for years before, like my mother and I used to like to go antique shopping and I've always seen them, but I've never really, I've always kind of purposely stayed away from them because I knew it was kind of a whole thing unto itself. I just didn't want to <laughs> just have one more thing to get into. But I, um, I, I finally, I was given these and I was like, you know what? These are super cool. I'm going to jump in. So, um, so I posted this thing. Um, and in my research, I, I just typed in bullet pencils. And one of the very first things that popped up was, uh, Johnny's interview with Aaron Draplin. Um, and we have links to both to that in two parts on, in show notes, but, uh, Draplin has a crap load of bullet pencils. He, he thrifts all around the nation. So he, He's just collected a, a load of these, and they're super neat. Um, so I, so I'll just kind of do this as an intro, and then give some background about it. Um, so just a just a couple months later, Aaron Draplin actually came to Fort Wayne, and I talked with him a little bit more about it, and I mentioned my blog post, and he said he read it, which made me all giggly like a girl, like a like a little girl. And uh, <laughs> I was it was super cool. So um, we'll talk more about that in a minute, but. So when I think of a bullet pencil, mostly I think of those really cool kind of like mid-century um, metal uh, casings that's kind of the size of like a 30-06 casing uh, with maybe like the name of a, a stockyard or an agriculture company or a distributor or something like that uh, around the barrel. Or and a then, monastery. I got one of those. Or a monastery. Um, <laughs> there's also a lot of like really, really neat tourism ones, uh, like this really neat little half-tone uh, screening of like you know Niagara Falls or San Francisco or something like that. Uh, there's one from Santa Claus, Indiana, which is really really neat, and I need to figure out how to get my hands on. But anyhow, um, so essentially what it is is it's it's a like a bullet casing. It looks like a bullet casing. Uh, there's an, a ferrule and eraser at one end, and then there's a little um, there's a a small like a golf pencil sized pencil stuck in a little metal nub on the other end and you can actually kind of turn the round and stick it inside and only the little nub and the casing sticks out or you can pull that out and pop it in backwards and you have a pencil. So the, any, the mm-hmm. I was just say for any of our listeners who haven't 
used a bullet pencil or seen one, but are maybe pen people. If you have seen a, a Fisher space pen, yes, the, the small Fisher space pen, the way that it pulls out and then you kind of, you know, you turn it around and then reattach them together and it makes a full size pen. It's basically the same idea. Same theory. Yeah. As a bullet pencil. It, yeah. And side by side, they, they, they kind of function in the same way as far as like how they do their little yeah. transformer thing. Yep. So they, um, you know, they were, they were useful for mostly like farmers in the field, um, you know, to kind of go along with your, your like legit field notebook. Um, you would just kind of cap that and put it in your pocket to protect against the point. They were super cheap at some point from maybe the thirties through the sixties. Like everybody slapped their name of a business on one of these and sold them. You could buy these at the corner market. You could, you could get them, um, in gift shops. They were all over the place. Um, and sometime I'm, and I'm not quite sure at a pinpoint when they just, they sort of disappeared. Uh, a friend of mine who makes her business selling uh, promotional, she puts logos on things, mugs, pencils, pens, etc. Um, I asked her about it and she said she was actually trying to find one a while ago and she could not find a reliable distributor. She sent me some links of things that had since closed down, but um, they, they just, they just stopped existing. And we'll, we'll talk about some actual current ones, but um one of the best, best, um, and, and kind of, I, I think that around the same time, um, not just me, but a lot of people started getting kind of seriously interested in bullet pencils. Uh, not too long after that, a, a great blog called uh, the, the Jungle is Neutral posted uh, the best history of bullet pencils that I've ever seen. Like he, he, he did research that I couldn't or didn't have the time to do. Um, it's, I'll, I'll have the link in show notes, but the, the website is the jungle is neutral, which is a, uh, Rudyard Kipling quote. Um, so I like, rather than, you know, just kind of read this out loud, I'll, I'll kind of go through it. Um, bullet pencils, um, kind of originated, uh, in the late 1890s, uh, with Britain's various colonial adventures in Africa in Sudan and South Africa, uh, when they were, you know, moving in or, or maybe moving out. I can't remember when they stopped their colonization there, but they were, um, their commemorative battle, um, souvenirs. So they would, people would go and they would pick over the battlefield and pick up these bullet casings and then take them back and, you know, kind of fashion a, a little cap and put a pencil in there. And they would, they would sell these, um, they would sell these to commemorate the battle and kind of stamp the side of them. So they started off their life as kind of a, a morbid kind of a thing. Because uh, these these were bullets that were actually shot out of guns, um, so they they came back. They were just really well known in 1914. Um, Princess Mary uh, of of the United Kingdom of Great Britain uh, made one for every man, quote unquote, who wore the king's uniform. So as a Christmas gift, uh, she sent she sent this with some tobacco, some cigarettes, a Christmas card, an envelope. A princess of prince, a photograph of Princess Mary, and a bullet pencil, and yeah. So here you go, guys. Here's a picture. Yeah, um, and they have a, a picture of one of these kits. Uh, it's it's really really neat. So uh, so yeah, you can you can still find these. Um, so kind of in the 1930s, um, trinket manufacturers from the U.S. sold hundreds of thousands of bullet style pencils that were made from brass or aluminum. Uh, but were no longer actually made from bullet casings. They, you know, were just kind of took the shape of them. So they kind of came back into fashion. Um, so in the 1950s and 60s, they kind of started to die out. Um, he really doesn't have a good attribution for uh, 
why he thinks it died out. I think he didn't want to make any opinions, but it could have something to do with mechanical pencils kind of becoming a thing and becoming cheaper. Uh, the mechanism, you know, that not too long after that is when uh, plastic started becoming more of a thing, and you could you actually started finding like, you know, kind of predecessors to the Bicmatic, um, just like old, you know, clicking your Bic kind of kind of pencils. So that really that really came into into play a little bit more. And and nowadays, um, I don't know if I should move on and kind of talk about what you, what you can find nowadays, or if I should linger kind of on some of the stuff you could find. Do you guys have any any thoughts on that? Well, it would be it'd be kind of interesting to just talk about like where you can get the things that are here now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yep. makes sense. Where, where you can get like currently made bullet pencils. Or vintage ones, even. Oh, vintage. Since we've, since we've talked about kind of the, yeah. the past, the past of them. Well, uh, eBay is kind of the the source where I get mine. Um, mm-hmm. If you if you have a really special one that you want, like I I have a saved eBay search for anything that says uh, bullet pencil Indiana, and so probably a <laughs> couple times a week, every once in a while, I get a little notification, and generally it's it's from somewhere that I'm I don't really want something from, but I found a couple Fort Wayne bullet pencils that way. Including one that I, I have a picture of on at the, at the link where I compare some of some current bullet pencils and it's wonderful. I just love this pencil so much. Um, cool. So eBay is a good one. You can expect to pay um, anywhere from like ten to thirty dollars for one. I probably wouldn't yeah. pay thirty, but twenty not too bad. Which we should we should also point out. I mean, which you had mentioned that these things were everywhere. Like they oh were yeah, really ubiquitous. They were cheap. Yeah. Um, so. And this is my experience when I was looking for my first bullet pencils on eBay. Uh, pretty often, and this is even a good idea, is because you don't know if you buy one bullet pencil from somebody on eBay, like a vintage one, it's going to, who knows what kind of shape it's going to be in. Mm-hmm. So uh, one good method is that you can go on and buy them in semi-bulk. Yeah. Buy them in maybe a group of three or up to a dozen or something. And and you'll get a deal because they'll just want to get rid of all of them. Yeah. Just so search got, for bullet pencil lot. Yeah. yeah I, I ended up ordering and I got seven bullet pencils and I paid, I don't know, nine bucks, 10 bucks. Yeah. Because it was in this group. Cause it was obviously from somebody who just wanted to get rid of them. And so when they showed up, uh, I immediately you know, went through, started playing with them, putting other pencils into them. And there were, Basically, there were three that I could use comfortably that weren't just beat to death, and then the other ones I just sort of set aside. Yeah, yeah it's much cheaper like that. Um, also, if you're somebody who really likes estate sales, you can find treasures in you know little old ladies who lived in houses for sixty years, <laughs> like in old desk drawers. And generally, like as I was talking about earlier, they just want to get rid of all that stuff. So yeah. you can find stuff there. You can you can go to antique stores and flea markets and kind of find them among the. Cases of cuffs, cuff links and pocket knives. And... Exactly. They'll, they'll usually be overpriced at antique stores, yeah. though, I've noticed. Yeah. There was one at an antique store here in Tennessee that I saw it and just jumped on it. It was a political advertisement you know, for some campaign. That's cool. And they were trying to get like 12 bucks for it, and it was just a piece of junk. So yeah. We should also <laughs> – we definitely need to mention – uh, the refurbished wood pencils yes. from Huckleberry Woodchuck. Absolutely. Because these things are beautiful. Yeah. Um, which we'll get to him and his operations later. <laughs> but Huckleberry Woodchuck, it's an Etsy store. He has, and you actually need to search for it. I believe Huckleberry Woodchuck, one word. Uh, don't put the space in the middle. It makes it easier to find if you Google that. Um, 
we'll put a link to it in the show notes, how you can get to his shop. But what uh, Jay at Huckleberry Woodchuck does is he takes these old vintage ones and then he cleans them up really nicely. He puts an actual functioning eraser because a lot of these old vintage ones aren't going to have useful erasers because they've been around for 30 years and they've dried up. So, yeah. uh, so he'll put, he'll extract the old eraser and actually get a nice new fresh young eraser <laughs> there in the top. And then every pencil you get, well, I think it depends, or I don't know if you can choose, but they come with either uh, a Musgrave Testing 100 or Blackwing 602, Palomino Blackwing 602. So he puts quality pencils in them, too, which is awesome. Uh, and you can buy refills from him. And at some point, uh, you can expect to see an Erasable Podcast refill pack. That's very exciting. Very excited about that. He had us pick... Uh, some of our favorite refills. And so that'll come up at some point where you can actually get a refill pack for your bullet pencils that contain some of our, the three of our, uh, three of us, our favorite pencils. Curated by the eraser heads. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, those are, those are some of the places you, you can get, um, get those cool kind of old bullet pencils. I've, I've taken a couple of mine and, um, just using my little Dremel and a little like, uh, rotating sander with a, like a fine grit. I've, just sanded the um, kind of the oxidized, hardened outer layer of the, of the eraser off, and it's you know brand new underneath. It's not the best eraser you've ever used, but you know it, you can really get to it. Um, so that's a that's a good way of doing it. You can kind of buff up the um, if you just kind of want to try it yourself. You can you can buff up the the brass yourself. Um, the jungle is neutral. Actually, has a um, he actually did that himself, and he he just kind of stripped down and refurbished a bullet pencil and he he's very minimal he doesn't like the the advertising kitschy stuff on it which is actually one of my favorite parts so he just kind of strips all that stuff off but i um yeah but that's that's really cool um you can buy current bullet pencils they're the kind of the, the most notable example is the uh is made by midori m i d o r i they have like a whole series of stationery and travel and notebooks and stuff Say of journal fame, yes. Midori Journal. Yep, they um, or they, Mido- Midori, Midori Notebook. Yeah, you can buy those at, at um, Jet Pens. I'll have a link. Um, I, I mean, I, I use, I carry mine with me everywhere, um, all the time, and I actually used mine pretty heavily today. I was in a meeting, kind of out in the field, uh, out on a, on a farm actually, and had my Word notebook out and a scribbling notes in it with that, and it worked great. But it's twenty one dollars, I believe. Um, and it's it's made of brass, it's stamped brass, but it's it's fairly lightweight. Um, and the thing about Midori is they, the pencil they have in there is really excellent, but they use kind of a proprietary uh, circumference, so you have to buy their refills, which is kind of a big thumbs down. But I mean, I, I guess you could fi- probably find a pencil, but it's not a standard pencil; just won't fit in there. Um, and then you know, it, it's it's good quality, but it's not probably what everybody would be looking for. Is it more? Um, is the refill more narrow than a, like a standard pencil? Um, I it? believe it's a little. Oh man, I left mine upstairs. Um, I believe it's a little thicker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it'd be harder to kind of like shave one down to put in there, but it's it's a round it's a round pencil, um, which you know I generally I prefer hex pencils, but uh, it, it's rounder and then it has it's a natural wood grain, which it's it's beautiful. Like it it writes really well, and it's I think you'll like it, Tim. Yeah, I'm salivating right now. Tim just ordered one. <laughs> um, I'm actually on jet pens right now, putting one in my cart. I'm not even yes. joking. Be, be sure, uh, be sure to order, <laughs> be sure to order the refill pack 
just yeah, to come I with did. it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Jet Pens <laughs> has it, and they sell refill packs for pretty cheap. Um, it's, I mean, it's great. I, I, I'm really, really pleased with mine. Um, actually, on eBay, you can also get uh, these. Uh, bl- they're called blank umpire pencils, and they are. Um, oh man, they're so crappy, guys. Don't don't ever get these. <laughs> Um, I, I have a review on my blog kind of comparing the two, uh, the Midori and the, the umpire pencils and there it's a little plastic, a little plastic tube that they just kind of cut off and they stuck an eraser at one end and they have a, the, the cheapest, crappiest pencil you'll ever find with a plastic made to look like metal, uh, like a plastic, uh, the, the end on it. And when you put it in the pencil, they, it falls out. It just does. It doesn't fit properly in the tube. So when you kind of try to shove it in there, it, it, it breaks the tube. It's so brittle. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't tarnish the name of umpires. Right, yeah. Um, umpires, <laughs> yeah, any umpires worth their salt would have a Midori bullet pencil. But I think it's also umpires use this style of pencil from what I understand. Do you, do you know anything more about that, Tim? I've never heard that before. I mean, I'm thinking about the kinds of things that umpires would use pencils for, which, and of course, totally biased. I know other sports call the referee or whatever an umpire, but I'm thinking of baseball. Yeah. Um, I know that it would be with dealing with lineups and things if they're pulling a lineup, which this actually makes total sense that they're they're dealing with lineups. So if a manager comes up and says I'm putting so and so in to replace this person, uh, the umpire would have to keep track of that so they knew so they know that teams aren't sneaking people in that aren't mm. supposed to be there, and so and they're also going down into a crouch when they're waiting to call a pitch and stuff. So yeah. it would make sense for them to not want a jagged pencil stabbing into their leg every time they bend down because they already have 90 mile an hour fastballs flying at their head so <laughs> well i know if, if you go to this this official supply website like uh, referees and umpires and if you click on baseball and softball and then click on umpire accessories you can get like plate brushes you can get ball bags you can get sunglasses flipping coins this is actually super cool uh, and you can get empire card wallets and pencils and it's wow. that same crappy Blank pencil. pencil, yeah. You bought. I bought them for a hundred of them on eBay for twenty dollars. I was so excited, and it's the worst. Don't do it. <laughs> you're um, like, Ooh, lifetime supply. Yeah, oh, all the bullet pencils the you'll ever need. <laughs> um, you can also get. I, I found a link. Um, there's a a guy who makes um, basically for woodworkers and people who like to kind of carve their own things. You can carve your own barrel for a wood pencil, and he makes the insert for it. Um, it's fun. It's definitely not quite what I'm looking for, but it's, it's a neat way to kind of make your own, make your own little pencil. Have you tried it? No, I haven't. I haven't even seen one in real life. I just found that it's kind of expensive and I'm definitely not somebody who's handy enough to do that. Um, I'll have, I'll have a link. I have to go looking for that link again. Uh, Craig from the jungles neutral. I kind of corresponded back and forth about this and, uh, he sent me a link to it. I just have to go looking for it. Um, and then also, when I was talking earlier, I was going to mention Aaron Draplin again. Um, I know as of like 2008, he had mentioned on his blog um, that he wants to uh, design his own bullet pencils. And, you know, he's having some problems, and I talked to him a little bit about this when he was in town, um, that in Fort Wayne, that uh, he's having problems being able to source everything from, from the U.S., which is, you know, he's a big stickler for that. Um, so... He he was having trouble finding the right tubing that you fit the pencil into because it has to be pretty, pretty exacting. 
Um, and you know, if it's some, if it's made out of brass or aluminum, you can just kind of bend, you can bend it to the shape that you need to be if it doesn't fit quite right. Um, but it's going to crack. Yeah. But you can't do that with plastic. So, so he, he was going to try to make one like that, like a cheaper one, um, which would be super cool if he can do that, but he has not quite figured that out yet. Um, I would love to see that come on the horizon, but, um, but yeah, there's, and I'll, I'll kind of let, you know, Tim take this over now, but there, there are, there is some exciting bullet pencil news on the horizon. Yeah, we were, I mean, this, it's been a, it's been a little while since he had first gotten in touch with us, but, uh, Huckleberry Woodchuck, who we mentioned earlier, who, uh, he's an Etsy, he has an Etsy store where he sells all kinds of cool stuff, makes like, uh, right now he's been making of these really cool handkerchiefs. Mm, <laughs> um, those are so, super cool. But yeah, I mean they're they're really awesome. The kind of fabrics and stuff that he's using. Uh, but he also has been uh, refer- like I mentioned earlier, he's refurbishing bullet pencils. So that's kind of his thing. And so we had talked to him before on the show, and he was you know, really helpful and was send- you know, like sending us information. Uh, he sent some. Did he send you all the? Uh, the field notes. Oh, with the stamp on the back? Yeah. 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 So he's not like a stamped this field notes notebook, just the craft edition, which is still one of my favorites. I love those things. And he would stamp them on the back uh, with his logo, which is, I'm guessing it's a woodchuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a really nice stamp. It looks really sharp. But uh, he has started a project that he let us know about that he was. Uh, obviously very excited about it, as he should be. And he is in the process of producing a new bullet pencil. Yay! Which, I mean, really, as far as we know, I mean, it's one of the only a very tiny amount of potential projects that will... Basically, the only competition will be the Midori. Yeah. Uh, which is just really exciting. Uh, he's a, lives actually close to me. He's a Tennessee native, uh, and we just couldn't be more excited about that. So he has reached out to us. He's talked to us about us. Right, we're, 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 talked to us about it, and we're actually going to have him on the show uh, sometime in the next uh, month to talk about it. So we'll have him have him on. Let him let everybody uh, hear him talk, and he can give you some information. And by the time we talk next, which uh, it will be in two weeks, and he may not be on that episode, but by the time we have our next episode, uh, one of us will have a prototype on hand. And by one of us, <laughs> we mean, you mean you. I you do. Mean. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is me. Um, well, actually, if you if you join the Erasable Facebook group, um, he has yes. posted some pictures of it there, so you can go and check it out, kind of what he's come up with so far, and comment. Yeah. And these are pictures of the first prototype. Yeah. So it's yep. the first round. I mean, he's still got some work. There's, he's, they've already decided on several things that they're gonna, they're gonna work on, which he'll obviously he'll be talking to you about, involving the number of threads and. Yeah. It's just so far from what little I know, it's a really cool design. Yeah. Really thoughtful. They're gonna be, uh, you know, the pencil on a traditional bullet pencil. You have the the tip of the bullet or whatever the shape of it where the pencil slides in is usually a thin metal that you can just kind of pinch. Um, but that, you know, that, that sort of thing can wear out. And so they've thought of that. And so they're actually making it. So the, the pencil that you use will, will actually screw into that tip. Yeah. There's some, some, uh, metal threads 
which really holds it in place, which will be uh, really awesome. So, so what do you what do you guys think about the pictures you've seen of it on on our Facebook group? I I I thought it looked really cool. I, I definitely he's gonna I think he's gonna put it on Kickstarter and we'll have him on once the Kickstarter is active, so we can send some his way. But I'll, I'll definitely pledge. Um, to me, like Absolutely. I would I would love to see a little a few more embellishments, like not necessarily things that don't make sense for it, but like a. Like it just looks really, really plain and smooth. And oh, he's he's already talked about that. I don't know if oh, you good. saw if you yeah, he's already talked about all kinds of ideas. They have I mean, beyond just I mean they've obviously or one thing is they talked about putting a clip on it, which yeah. is the first thing. They're gonna put a clip. But they're also talking and asking people for suggestions about what kind of other additions would you like to see to this? And the first one that came up, which is an awesome idea. And this kind of relates to the Monteverde one-touch tool, the same mm-hmm. idea. They're looking into making a stylus that will go over the eraser. Yeah, that would be super cool. Uh, which would be awesome. So yeah. little things like that and different. And uh, he had mentioned a couple other, which we'll let him tell you about when he yeah. comes on the show. But they're, they're looking they, – they are, from what I've heard from talking to him on, uh, on the phone and online, uh, there are different little modifications that they're looking into making, which yeah. – uh, sort of takes it to the next level from Midori if, you know, this this works out that they're it's not just the pencil and the eraser, they're they're talking about extra modern things. To, yeah. To add in. And and it's really interesting because it's it's kinda like, you know how vulcanized rubber was kind of invented in in the US and in, in the UK kind of at the same time. Um it's an, I've I've actually talked to two other people kind of independently of of Huckleberry Woodchuck who have kind of ideations of their own about bullet pencils so it's it's interesting to to see this take shape again uh and none of those other ones are at a point where you know i feel comfortable saying anything about it but i i hope that we can have like a whole a whole series on just like really cool brand new concepts of bullet pencils johnny do you have do you have any bullet pencils do you use them very much um i have some i don't really use them very much because i don't know i get i get used to just using the the shorties with the with the cap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the dirty erasers bother me mm-hmm. for some reason. I think the, my suggestion for the one from Huckleberry Woodchuck would be to not have an eraser at all. But I think I'm the only one that would like that. <laughs> yeah, I think you it's are. It's so <laughs> pretty, and then it's going to have that dirty eraser. Unclean, <laughs> unclean. I don't, I don't really erase. I mostly just kind of cross out and keep going. Might as well use a pen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh snap! It's on. That's fine word. Boy. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, it's very, it's very nice. But if they had an, an option with no eraser, I would definitely go for that one. Yeah, I well, find myself I mean, not really using it as much. To, to make you feel better, I'm pretty sure the erasers are going to be uh, replaceable. So you could just potentially remove the eraser and just do it that way. A stylus would be nice if, instead of an eraser. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be really mm. cool. that's true. Yeah, I don't know if I would use it. I would just, I don't know. It won't get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually black. They'll stay clean. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, kind of the the purpose of this talk was just to introduce people to bullet pencils because we'll be talking about them a lot more in future episodes and le- less of like you know old bullet pencils and the backgrounds of them, but probably more about you know trends and upcoming things because this is this is going to be a a popular item, I think. 
Yeah, because it's, uh, it's yeah, really so. strange that they've they've even fallen out of production because they they aren't an obsolete idea. You yeah, know? they're they're an idea. They're something that is very useful. Is very practical. You know, my my introduction at the beginning. I mean, it's practical. It's very portable. For people who love pencils, it's a great way to carry pencils with you. Um, there's and, no really good reason for them not to exist anymore. So it's not like yeah. Oh, we're going to start making typewriters again, which. Some people, like a very small group of people, will be like, oh, that's awesome. But then everybody else would be like, why? <laughs> that's not practical. <laughs> why would I not use a computer? Now, you know, some people or the majority of people would think that. But with these, I mean, pencils are going to be around arguably forever, you know? Um, yeah. So this is just a kind of a perfect option for keeping one with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of all I had to say about bullet pencils. We uh we're running about oh an hour sixteen or so, so we could probably. <laughs> I know some people aren't aren't a big fan of when we run over an hour, but yeah, yeah. this is this is a hard. We, I mean, we had a lot. We had a lot of fresh points, but that's a hard topic to not. Uh, yeah. Get into absolutely, but. Uh, well, thank you everyone for listening to the ninth episode of the erasable podcast you can subscribe and to our podcast on itunes you can also listen to it at erasable.us because we are the erasable us uh, Andy, <laughs> where can people find you on the internets i am on uh tutor as merlin man would say um at <laughs> uh at a w e l f as in frank l e uh, or at uh, at Woodclinched, I I had I look at both of those Twitter accounts, um, and then my my blog is uh, Woodclinched dot com. Johnny, how about you? I am on Twitter at at Pencilution. Uh, my blog is PencilRevolution dot com, and you can find me on Instagram at Johnny Gamber. I'm trying to put more stationary and less adorable children on there, but it's been tough. <laughs> it's got to be hard to do, <laughs> yeah. They're just so cute. Keep it up with the adorable children, I say. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of overlap between pencils and adorable children. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. You have a very pencil-heavy household. So. <laughs> yeah. Smells good here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm Tim Wassum. You can find me, uh, my writing at thewritingarsenal.com. I'm on Twitter at writingarsenal. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at thewritingarsenal. And this is, as we said, and as you know, this is the Erasable Podcast. You can find us at www.erasable.us. You can contact us through that website. You can also follow us on Twitter at Erasable Podcast. Well, gentlemen, I think that's all we've got. All right. Say goodbye to the nice people. Bye, nice people. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. That sounded so nice. Yeah. So there's a little something for your nightmares from Johnny Gamble. But uh, thank you, everyone. <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, please do not erase us from your podcast feed, even though we are the Erasable Podcast. Keep those pencils sharp, and we will talk to you soon.